Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Positive Mindset Podcast, where we work together to raise our vibration, lift our perspective, and build a positive mindset. My name is Henry, and we have got a very unique and introspective episode today. I'm really excited about it. If you are someone that has found yourself in negative relationships, whether it's dating relationships, marriage, or just friends and family, then this is going to be an episode for you. If you want to know how you can shift, how you can recognize the negativity and then shift and get yourself in a positive position so that you can enjoy your life and live in the biggest way possible. The guest that I have on is amazing, and I can't wait to dive into it. But before we do, we're going to take a few moments to slow down, zero in. We're going to take some deep healing meditative breaths to help us align on the frequency that we want in our lives. So you're going to pick a word. It can be love, joy, happiness, abundance, whatever frequency you want. And as we take a deep breath in, you're going to say that word over and over and over again. Really charge yourself up with that energy. And then as you're holding your breath, visualize yourself doing something in that frequency. And then once you exhale, anything that no longer resonates with you will leave you and you'll be in a more positive state. So let's go ahead and take a deep breath in. And out. All right, well, we're going to do another deep breath. This one is all about alignment, about getting yourself in position to receive and be in a high perspective for the rest of the day. So just imagine that you are surrounded by energy that is meant specifically for you. It could have a certain color, a certain taste, a certain smell, however you imagine it. When you breathe it in, it's going to charge you up. It's going to loosen up that negativity. It's going to break down the blocks. And as you exhale, it's going to take all of that with it, leaving you in a more positive state. So let's go ahead and take one last deep breath in. And out. All right. Well, before we dive into this episode, if you haven't already and you are interested in the community that I want to put together where there's going to be live coaching calls and it's going to be a great place for us to all connect and get the positive energy going, get us in that right mindset. If that's something you're interested in, I'm looking to get 10 people to let me know this week. And if 10 people let me know they're interested, then I'm going to put it together. Reach out to me on Instagram, shoot me a message there, or you can send me a message on my email. They're both in the description below. Either way is a great way to do it. So if you're interested in it, please let me know and we can set it up. But without further ado, let's dive into today's message. All right, and we are here. I am so excited about this episode because we are going to go into space that I don't go into a lot, but relationships are things I do get questions about a lot. So I'm really excited because we have a relationship expert. Lily, welcome to the show. Thank you, Henry. I'm excited to drop in and see what we talk about tonight. Absolutely. I've I've been looking forward to this because I knew we're going to go to some places that um, haven't gone as far as the conversations go. But for the listeners, can you do kind of a quick intro about who you are and what it is you do? Yeah, totally. Um, So my name is Lily Bewley. I am a feminine dating coach. Uh, The shortest answer to that question, Henry, is uh, I love big and I help other people love big too. Um, That has always been the case in my life, but um, it got me into a lot of trouble (laughs) with relationships for decades um, because I was loving for uh, validation before, for affirmation, uh, to fill myself up, to fill my self-love up. So I was uh, essentially a shell of a woman for decades or a girl, I guess. Um, And I really got into very unhealthy, toxic relationships, um, very scary, um, dangerous 
places too within this development. And I grew up in, you know, and we can absolutely get into that. I'm like, nothing's off limits. I sent you some stuff, you know, that we can talk about, but I grew up in um, a pretty dysfunctional household with all of the things, all of the abuses, all of the traumas. Um, and, uh, you know, I learned to cope when I was younger and what it turned out is, is years and years and years of getting into relationships with men that I lost myself. Um, I lost myself deeply. I didn't know who I was. I was really good at, um, at making other people happy. I was good at making other people laugh. I was good at making other people feel special. Um, and for me, it did like on the outside, I looked like I was confident, but on the inside, I was really just like, I was spiritually dying to be real. Yeah. To be real. And, um, the last toxic, really bad, unhealthy relationship that I was in, uh, we were off and on together for about eight years. Um, got together, got back together about four or five times, lived in like four or five different, different places. Not a good look. Um, it was dangerous, physically dangerous for me. Like I had to call the cops a couple of times. Um, there was physical abuse, mental abuse, spiritual abuse, all of the things. And I remember the last time that I got with him, I remember specifically telling myself and resigning myself that this is just like, I think I told him like, you're my person because I saw, I was aware enough. Like I was asleep still. I was definitely asleep, like not woke, but I was like, I, I remember one day where I specifically saw a very, like almost the same pattern in the dynamic between my mom and my dad happening in this relationship. And I was like, okay, I didn't really know anything better. And so I remember thinking in my head to myself, like, uh, okay, you're my person. And th that was like supposed to be romantic, you know, like Jerry Maguire, you complete me type of thing, you know, type of vibe going on. And I told him that, and I kind of, you know, people call it settling. I call it resigning. Like I, I resigned from thinking that I could have any, any better, anything better. Like, and mind you, this is after a pattern of years and years and years of this unhealthy stuff. Um, and the last kind of straw that broke all of this and broke me wide open, wide open was I was really obviously very unhappy in that relationship. I was unsafe um, on the outside. I had everything. Like I checked all the boxes. I was in a six figure job. I was in a relationship. We lived in a nice house. I drove a nice car. Um, you know, I was on the president's club, club list because I was doing sales, you know, all of the things, checking all the boxes, had the master's degree, check, 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 check. But I was so unbelievably, I had done all the things that I thought that I was supposed to do to be happy, but I was so unbelievably unhappy. And it came to a head one night on my birthday. Um, I remember this, like it's seared into my brain um, where we, we got in some kind of argument. You know, I didn't feel special on my birthday. You know, a girl's got to feel special on her birthday. I did not feel special on my birthday. We got into an argument and I remember going into the bedroom and we split up and he went into the, the living room. I went into the bedroom, closed the door and just like completely broken open, like crying, bawling, so unhappy. And the thing that I kept saying to myself out loud too, was I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. And like, I'll get, to, I'll probably get teary eyed when I tell this, I, I always do because it just brings me back. But I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. I did everything society told me to do everything my mom and dad told me to do everything, you know, like achieve, achieve, achieve everything. And I, there was nothing else. Like I didn't, there was nothing else that I could do. And that was the first time on trigger warning. And we can talk, we'll talk about the positive stuff for yeah. sure. So I want to definitely put well, that there. This is, this is the part where people, you know, are probably filling similar situations, right? Yeah. Like they're they're so, resonating. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but I just want to say like, I know we're on the positive, you know, podcast, so it'll happen. It'll come. I promise y'all, but it, you know, it, it, it takes, um, it, for me, it took me to a really dark place of trying to do this. And the, this was the first time I'd ever thought about like not being here on this earth anymore, like, you know, taking my life and not being here. And that when I was sitting there, I was crying, so distraught. I remember that there was um, a gun in the drawer next to me and I pulled it, pulled it out and I held it in my hand. And I remember like, I remember it was so, it was cold. It was unfeeling. It was heavy. It was just like, like death in my hand and something tapped me. I don't know if it was like my higher self or God or whatever word, the universe, whatever word 
it is, but said, this isn't, this is not the way, this is not the way. And that was the night that I realized that there was power in choice because through decades leading up to that point, even though on the outside, it looked like I had choice, it looked like I had agency. And I wouldn't say like all those decades were a waste, but in reality, I wasn't following my own path. I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I didn't have agency. I didn't have choice, but that night I did. So there was a lot of courage um, to go either way, whether it be, you know, the, that, the way towards the gun or the way towards Lily. And I chose Lily. And then here I am <laughs> decades late. No, not decades later, but like I'm probably about a decade later talking about how to heal. Um, so we can love big with an open heart, but also be full within ourselves. Okay. So that was, um, like, a, that's obviously a very personal story and mm-hmm. you've built a career around sharing that because it gives you authority for sure. Cause people can resonate mm-hmm. with that. You're not that person that had the perfect family, had the perfect parents, had the perfect situation, you know, over and over and over. And then you're like, Hey, you know, it's easy. Just be happy. Like, you know, you, you mm-hmm. went through the hard, so, you know, the darkness and that's how you can probably show somebody where the light is because you can see from their shoes. Mm. So someone that's listening, um, I would say there's probably people that resonate with that exact story. So they might be hearing that and be like, I'm exactly in that now. Mm. Um, But before we go past it, I was hoping maybe we could, and I want to get your opinion on this because you work with people that are looking to, you know, love big. Mm -hmm. Um, In that scenario, there was abuse and trauma from the, it wasn't your spouse, your boyfriend at the time. Um, but could it be also like, could someone feel the same way and just be with the wrong person? Meaning like, you know, the the other person's not abusive, you know, the other person on, on paper is fine, but you know, they are consuming in their direction that they're going. And it's just not the direction that you saw for your life. And, and so like, could, could, have you dealt with people that maybe feel that way? Because I think one thing that, and you never want to get in the one-up story, like my life is worse than yours type thing. Like that's a very extreme circumstance, especially when your life's at risk. And when there's like, you know, abusive things, you're calling the cops, like, you know, those scenarios um, are extreme. And I think if you tell anybody that they're like, yeah, you got to get out of there. Mm -hmm. But what about for the person that feels that same way, but they're with somebody that, you know, is good you know, everybody likes this person, they're friendly, and, and they're, they're good to the spouse too. But they are going in their direction, you see them achieving their career, you see them, you know, accomplishing the direction that they are going. And, you know, maybe you're a, a mom, because you had kids. And so like, you put your career on hold, or, you know, you move for them, or, you know, you made concessions, because you love the person, but you made concessions, not knowing what they would do to you internally. And then you end up in that same, you know, place where you're rock bottom and, you know, you might be thinking suicide or you might be like, just, just being, you know, dead inside for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, have you dealt with people that feel that way in those scenarios too? I think so. Um, from what I'm hearing you say, is it like, is it, are you wondering about like people that haven't been through such extreme circumstances, like normal everyday women that are um, maybe not fulfilled. Cause this is what's coming up for me. I can share if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, there is a big fallacy. I feel like with, when it comes to women and fulfillment and society. Um, and I think that we're getting better about this. I think that we are, that we have to choose. Like we have to choose work. We have to, or we have to choose. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Just, you yeah. know, puts you in this weird uh, situation that, you know, maybe a man doesn't face so much or yeah. doesn't care that they have to make that choice. Yeah. And men, you know, a, side note, like men, most men like to provide. So they yeah. think that they have to choose. And I don't think men have to choose either. Um, but I know as a woman, like I'll speak as a woman is that I, there's a big fallacy right now that, um, that there has to be choice. Like it has to be either, or instead of a both and situation. And, you know, if you look at like the three pillars of health, which is like, like physical health, um, love and relationship and money or money and business, um, it's like 
you know, most women can probably choose and see that they're doing really, really well, like extraordinary, extraordinarily well in one area of their life. And then they want secretly, or maybe it hasn't become conscious yet. They want to, you know, have better health or have, um, you know, create their own business. You know, there are a lot of women creating really amazing businesses right now. Um, so I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but I think like in general, and I, I do actually know, you know what, Henry, I do, because I do have women come to me. Most of the women that come to me are in that situation of like, I've already checked off all the boxes and why is this not working? Like, why, why do I have these same, um, so I specifically work in dating and why do I have these same patterns, these dating patterns where I'm attracting unavailable men. I have a bad picker. I'm bad at relationships. Why do I sleep with them within two dates when I know I shouldn't? Why do I get anxious? Like I could keep going for years, but like, why do I get anxious when I don't hear from from him after 24 or 48 hours? Right. So the, the challenge, I think for us as women and for me, and this will always be, always be a challenge for me, um, is to, to have like alignment and have balance and try to figure that out. So I can have both and instead of either, or. Okay. So, okay. And we'll go back into the story. I think people, if, I know I was in kind of listening to this path and see where it's going. I just, I heard this saying a while back and it really resonated with me and it's, you know, your worst day is your worst day. So the worst day to someone else, you can't really measure it to, to somebody else because to that person having that, that being, having that experience, it's their worst day. Yeah. And who's to say how you should feel on that worst day. Now we can have our opinions and say, toughen up and get over it. Or what are you complaining about? Um, you know, it's almost worse in a different way, you know, those things. And so um I just know in talking to people when like people have gone through like shit, like you've went through some tough, mm-hmm. tough stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else might be listening like, well, I don't have it that bad. So maybe I'm just complaining. Maybe it is me. Yeah. And that's why I want. So- I love that you brought that up because this is, I teach um, your experience matters. It doesn't matter. You know, your experience matters, whether, you know, um, say you, okay, I got one for me. I didn't get picked for uh, the talent show or something like that. And that may be something like society says, oh, just rush it off, just off your knees and just keep going. But what if, what if that was something really, and it actually was that this is a, a, a purely authentic story, something that I had to heal inside of me to be able to do something that you are listening to and seeing right now, which is speaking my truth, being authentic, right? So here's, here's the crux of maybe where we're going is if we are, if you are seeing a pattern in your life of behaviors or choices that you're making, it could be, you know, I focus on dating, but it could be business. It could be money. It could be um, parents. It could be um, communication, anything. If there's a pattern that happens three or more times there is something inside of you that needs to heal. That is like the the shortest, most direct avenue. Um, And what you're saying, Henry, is so important because I always say this, doesn't matter whether it's in like in business, anywhere, any aspect, your experience matters. You may not know, like you may not be able to connect right now. Like I was just able to connect. this This is like me talking to you way down my healing journey. So like, like call me a pro right now. Right. But you may not be able to like cognitively be like, Oh, this and this happened. And so this is why I'm doing this. Like you may not have the ability at this moment in time to connect like, you know, two endpoints, something that happened to you before and a pattern that you're seeing right now. But I can absolutely say there's research out there um, new research in the next, in the last, that's come out in the last five or 10 years, five to 10 years, that is saying that our, our patterns, our repeated patterns are actually like, they have a root cause, a root cause of, of something that has happened to us in the past, whether we know it or we don't. Does that help? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I agree with you on that. And I think hopefully what we're going to go into next is how do you identify those patterns? Mm. Well, I would say, like I said, anything that you've noticed that you don't like, like how many times has that happened, you know, to you, right? Like, um, 
Oh, I don't know. Like, you know, I focus on dating. So if it's something like, um, like, oh, here we go. The delete and download cycle, delete and download on the apps, delete and download on the apps. Like, um, you know, if that happens like multiple times, like, what is that? And you know, this is a hard question. Is that like dating apps, like deleting and downloading? That yeah, the de- I call okay. this so, the delete download cycle. Yeah, so <laughs> this, the, is this is the unknown territory for you. I this think. is yeah, the <laughs> online dating thing. Uh, so I actually met my wife online. Um, it was OK Cupid, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a thing anymore or not. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said it, it's not a big thing anymore. But uh, it was kind of. Um, taboo like you know at first we're like do we even tell and we lived in the same area so it wasn't like you know it was just across town or anything like that but you know then like nobody did that and so mm-hmm. now I'll talk to a single friend or something like that and they mention you know like tinder or whatever mm-hmm. and stuff and I've never even had an account so I don't even know you know I know like swipe and stuff like that but mm-hmm. it's so interesting how that changed so that was just funny when you're talking about yeah this. wait is that a dating thing you're now? like what <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, like, like it's any cycle or pattern. Right. And it could be, it could be anything. Um, it could be like, like maybe the feedback that you're getting, you know, I have uh, a couple different archetypes, feminine archetypes, um, that I've, I've pinpointed for women in dating. And one of them is called the, uh, the goddess woman and the goddess woman typically gets a lot of feedback from her date or whoever, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, that she doesn't have enough time. So if you hear that again, like if, if something, like if you're seeing something three or more times, normally it takes like a four or five times really to get it. But like, I just want to say, if you're seeing something three or more times, then, then there's something there. Um, and this is hard, right? So I just want to say like, love you, no shame. You know what my, my mission here is to help like, like you're talking about here is to help other people love big and not lose themselves. Right. And so there's no shame with me pointing this out. Although I can tell you people, uh, definitely feel too seen sometimes when they hear this or like hear this, but, but what my approach is all about. And what I think it's important about is it's an inside out approach. Like, what is it about me in a loving way that, that needs to change? And it's kind of, it can be more than just like, writing out the qualities that you want in a partner, right? If you keep seeing the same thing over and over again, you know, if, if you keep getting jealous of your friends or you're really critical or like all of these things, then maybe it's something inside of you um, to look at with the most loving way. Okay, so uh, the questions are like piling up in my mind. And so there's one urgently that I wanna get to and then um, then, then definitely keep rolling. And it's, I feel like we put a pause on your story. So, you know, you're at the bottom part, you got the tap from your higher self, like, okay, this is not the way, Mm -hmm. obviously you made those changes, you know, what was the first thing you did? Like, what was the first change you made? That's a great question. Um, The first thing I did was start, I started reading about, I just started learning. I started reading about codependency. I started reading about relationships. Um, And I'm glad you're asking this because this is, this is going to come up to something important, I think, um, that we can talk about is, so I started just learning. I had no idea about like abuse, trauma. I thought like literally the, the world that I grew up in was just that I thought that was normal. Like I literally thought that it was normal. Like that was just my life. And, um, because I was, you know, there was a lot of secrecy in my family, a lot of gaslighting. There's like not, not a lot of communication. And so, you know, even though, again, like, even though I had this persona on the outside of being bubbly and happy, and I can still like, that is me at my core. And, um, you know, I wasn't really connected to my, like my highest good and my highest self. Um, so I lost it. Well, so um, wait, so you were doing this studying, but you were still in the relationship or I was for a couple months. Yeah. I okay. was and for a couple months. And then was that cause you just lived together or yeah, we lived together. Um, yeah. And, but then I, I did finally get out and I'm, like, I had some support with that as well. So, um, I'm not the expert. I'm going to say that too. And, um, you know, leaving domestic abusive situations, you yeah. know, I don't know if you want to put in the show notes, a hotline for that. Cause I'm definitely not the expert in that. But what I can say is it did help me realize that I wasn't alone in my struggles. 
um, coda.org was a big uh, resource for me. It's a free, um, it's kind of like, a, it's basically AA, but it's Codependence Anonymous. That was a, a huge, really re- okay. yeah, huge resource for me. So um, at the very beginning, I really just started to, to connect with things and like the, the feeling that I wasn't alone and being open to that. Later on in my healing journey, and this is where people most of the time come to me, um, you know, I think that what you were pinpointing about like this, this, this person, this persona, this woman who, you know, maybe feels okay, or like maybe, you know, feels okay in one area or what, you know, whatever. And we're talking about like, let's have more, let's have both. And, you know, yeah, is we, if we've noticed the patterns and we know what we're supposed to do, but we can't do them or we do self like self-defeating or self self-sabotaging behaviors, that's where, that's the point where it gets really hard because, you know, like there's a lot of information out there on Instagram. There's like, you know, people are using Instagram as therapy these days and it just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, like, um, so I feel like that is a really big, it's, I think it's a danger zone really, because we don't, we don't heal these patterns that we're talking about. Like, even if we're talking about dating, um, you know, going into these situationships or going into these like unhealthy relationships, attracting emotionally unavailable men. Um, you can read a lot of quotes, but it's really things that are deeper inside of us that, that need, that need to be addressed and pinpointed. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. So, so that yeah. was like, that was, that is the, the really, really sticking point. And that's when most people give up to be real. A lot of people give up at that point of knowing what to do and then not being able to do it. And then they just resign themselves. So, okay. So there's a few things with that and that makes sense, right? Not knowing what to do. And then the the social media in general, with all the amazing things that the internet comes with, Mm -hmm. um, social media is like the gift and the curse of that, Mm -hmm. because um, I would say majority of it is not true. You know, what what you see, Mm -hmm. right? It's the best of something always. Um, But, you know, one thing that, I want to say too, is that if you're listening to this and you're thinking about your personal situation and you're feeling like you're in a negative situation is it's, in my opinion, it's okay to recognize. So throughout history, like we can only talk about right now, like Mm -hmm. you and I, maybe we did live in a past life, but we don't remember right now. So the only thing we know about history is what we can really read about in books and study. And from what we can tell, it wasn't the easiest way of living compared to now. You know, right now it's pretty hard to die, you know, whereas before you could, you're basically trying to survive all the time. And so in the past, when you're trying to survive all the time, you're not even getting to the problems of like, who am I, what do I want to do? You know, it's like, I got to figure out how to grow some food. Otherwise yeah, we're not your purpose was to live. live. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, I think when we see a lot of the the struggles that we're going to now, it's a different challenge. Like I believe that we're on earth school and we're in a different challenge now, right? It's expansion into your energy. And so somebody's bliss could also be somebody else's hell. And Mm -hmm. so for somebody like having a family, you know, the white picket fence, the, the kids, like all that is the dream. That's what they want more than anything. And they just want to be part of that. And if you're in it, then you're good. Somebody else's bliss is being, you know, maybe just a couple or a single person and living in an area, you know, high rise, you know, doing this thing and and, and not having kids and doing those things. And, um, you know, I just, I don't know. I wanted to say that because I feel like where we're about to go with some of this stuff, like, you know, you can change and find your bliss and it's okay. There's going to be people that are going to judge you, but as long as you're not worried, if you can get past that, like you can be happy Mm -hmm. internally. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's a great point. And I would say, I would add to that and say, like what you just said, my words would be whose dream is that? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whose dream is that? Because like, I was the same, you know, same way, like this path was, I feel like a path was already set out for me. And that was in family and education in particular, you know, all of the things and you always have the ability to create a new dream always yeah always it's so good so let's go into that the new dream so so someone is wanting to date they've they're single whether whatever the past is the past but they're single and they want to start dating 
Um, mm. So let's go with the story you're telling about, I think you said it was like the goddess archetype. Um, mm. You don't have a lot of time. So do you help them with like self-awareness to say, okay, you need to be aware of these things and here's how you can adjust them? Or do you help them? Okay. You need to be aware of these things. Is this who you want to be? Yes. Okay. Here's how you find someone that fits that type. Mm. What, do you, what do you do? So I'll start with this. There is a, there is a lot of misconception, I think in dating, um, dating myths really out there right now um, about, and it's a lot of it is, and these are people, you know, peers of mine that are really successful. Um, and a lot of it is outwardly focused. Um, if you're dating and struggling, first of all, I see you, I hear you, I'm with you. I'm under, I understand you. I've been there, all of that. I'm with you. Um, even people that are like me, um, have a very outward focus, which means, oh, you know, have this in the, you know, and if you go to your friends and your family, oh, how's my profile look? Does it sound okay? Like, what's the picture? Oh, you need a full body picture, blah, 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 all this other stuff, right? Um, danger. <laughs> Again, we're trying to find like what you said. I love what you said about energy, Henry. Like we have, if we do not, if we are not in our self energy, then we aren't going to attract people that are going to see us for who we really are, you know, in the beginning. So it's, I have a method. I'll, we can talk about that too. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there, you know, oh, there are many fish in the sea. I can't, my, ugh, the worst, I, I don't know, all this advice is horrible, right? Like, yeah. And, you know, like um, most of the people that I, that I work with are single and struggling. Like they've been on, again, the, the date and download cycles, they have these self-sabotaging behaviors, these self-defeating behaviors, um, and they feel like they're broken. You know, they feel like they're never going to get chosen. They feel like that there's something wrong with them or they have to be prettier or that it's a competition and all of that stuff. And that is, I, I'm, I'm proud to tell you that is not real, but it's something that is very, very deep inside of us that can, it can really um, either shut us down forever, or it could just make us feel really anxious. Um, and something else that you mentioned to earlier when you're talking about uh, how to do this, right? Like how, do, how do I, how do I actually be in my self energy when I'm dating? Um, the people around you matter. So let me just say that. A lot of women uh, will, and this, I'm not. So real quick, you mean people like your family, your friends? Yeah. People? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not about to like call anybody out. I'm just like, I, I just want to like say that this is awareness right now. But if you're asking for, for advice from your family or your friends, all of their stuff is going to come up. All of their stuff about, you know, this man and what he's doing and oh, he should be doing this and, oh, you know, you know, all this other stuff that comes up and people will give you advice maybe that isn't for you. Um, it's important to have support around you that is maybe objective, like a therapist or a coach or maybe a friend. Maybe you can ask them like, hey, I know this, you know, can you kind of put your stuff aside and look at this with like clean objective eyes or something like that, but just to be really aware of what your environment is like when you're trying to call in love. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's so Good. funny? Why are you well, laughing? You know, you're so in my mind, when you're saying that, I just thought about like, if you, you see this quote all the time, but people successful people talking about, you know, they say they never receive hate from people that are doing better than them. And mm -hmm. I was thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, we ask our friends on opinions on stuff and they've been with like five people in the past month, you know, like they, that's like not, not who you should ask, even though it's your best friend, like, <laughs> you know, you need to, a coach ideally, or, you know, a specialist in that area or somebody that is you know, living exactly what you desire in that mm -hmm. sense, which is rare, you know? Yeah. And I would even say with a caveat in that, because I, I don't necessarily think what you're talking about with success, actually, this happens to me in business a lot too. Um, you know, people will say, well, you know, there, there's a certain level of truth to this. So let me just say that, like, yeah. don't follow the advice of people that haven't been there before. Yes. And what I've learned is especially like with love and relationship, like, do you really know what their relationship is like? Again, That's like we're truth. talking, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you're talking about, 
you know, Instagram and this like outward perception and everything like that. Um, do you really like, if we're talking about business, do you really know what, you know, what those numbers look like? Yeah. Yeah. Do you really know, like, you know, there's, it can, it's such a trap sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, the biggest thing that I am a proponent for and through my journey is that when I was, was in these decades of pain and hurt and harm and um, just really uh, not great environments, not great relationships is I was disconnected from myself. That was it. I was disconnected from my voice, my truth, my needs, my desires, didn't know how to express them. Um, I didn't even know what they were. Right. And it's not, it's not easy just like snapping a finger and, you know, a lot of the personal development space is just, oh, just communicate. And if you're someone like me, you have no idea how to communicate, let alone how to communicate what your needs are or knowing what they are. And the more that you can come back into yourself, the more that you can, like, you know, I talk a lot about healing. People ask me, well, what'd you do? I'm like, heal, but it takes years. It takes time, right? It takes time. Um, but the more that you can come back into yourself and come back into your self energy and self alignment, then that start that self that starts to make sense. Sadly, it's not always something like what you're talking about. Like it's not always something we can read in a book or not always something we can listen to a podcast. Um, that is great for connecting things like connecting. Oh, this makes sense. Or, oh, like, oh, I'm really connecting to what Henry's saying. I'm really connecting with, to what Lily's saying, but then, you know, moving on to the next not, you know, this very short-term game for long-term pain, really. So, okay. Um, <laughs> we, I'm going to take it back a few steps. We, I'm, I'm bad. I'm sending us down these uh, rabbit holes with stuff, but uh, it's just, you know, what you're talking about is so interesting. How do you, like, so we were talking about, you know, the dating apps and things like that. And it makes me think about, this is something I noticed um, a while back, and as I've you know studied more into like things like just the law of attraction, and just like that everything's energy and it's just manifested, and it's kind of made more sense to me. But you know, have you ever met somebody and like your first impression of them is like, wow, this person's super hot, or they're beautiful, or they're super smart, or like you have this stellar uh, perception of them, or vice versa? You know, you meet them and you're like, oh, this person, yeah, you know, average things like that. Um, you know, it's just this like initial impact of who they are, but you just met them. So you you can't Mm. really say, but then you get to know them and it changes, Mm. you know, you meet someone and you think all these great things about them, then you get to know them. And then all of a sudden they don't look good to you, or they don't sound Mm. smart to you, or they don't, you know, have that appeal, but they look exactly the same. They do exactly the same, you know? So how do you, cause I think that's one of the issues with dating is, or just friendships or things like that, you meet someone and whether it's everyone's putting their best foot forward or whatever it is, you know, you're meeting this like version of somebody that you're really attracted to, or you really like. And, um, but there's, there's true version of them. And I don't know if it's subconscious or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, how do you get past that? Because I think I would assume that's where most people mess up is they meet on that flame and Mm -hmm. it's like, well, you're not really that person. And then six months go by till you figure it out. Yeah. Oh, this is, a. I mean, like, how long do you have? (laughs) Like, this is, there are a lot of different schools of thought about this. Um, First of all, putting your best foot forward on a first date. I'm not saying you should go like looking all haggard and hacked up (laughs) and shit, but like, you know, let's put your authentic foot forward because if the, like what you're talking about is this road that people and this is hard, y'all. It is not easy. I'm going to be the first one to say this. This is not yeah. easy. That swipe culture, that swiping burnout, it is. it feels like a game. It feels like a game to, to you and me. It feels like a game to the other person on the other side of the thing. This is not easy. There are solutions. Um, you know, this is what I do. There are solutions to this to make it feel easy and better and uh, more aligning. Okay. But to answer your question, um, there are a lot of things are kind of percolating over on this side. So one of my mentors says that trauma blocks love and love heals trauma. So if you are 
attracting someone or attractive to someone at the beginning. Um, like there's a, you know, I don't know if, is there sex involved? I'm well, I just scenario, met, is it? <laughs> I was thinking more like just impressions of people. Um, sure. I mean, yeah, we're talking about relationships. Well, but I think yeah. That people gets experience crazy. this just in general, like at work or at school or something, you know, not, yeah. you're not dating all these people, but you just have that initial impression of like, this person is this, and yeah. I need to know them. It's like, oh no, they're this. Yeah. Okay. So there are different parts of ourselves, right? We, we, we talk about this in regular colloquial, colloquial language. Oh, a part of me wants to do this. And a part of me, you know, part of me wants ice cream and a part of me knows I should eat carrots or whatever. Yes. Right. So um, this is no longer multiple personality disorder. This is something that has been verified in therapeutic methodologies, therapeutic practices is the identification of what's, what's called our internal family, internal family systems. I don't know if you've heard of this before, but it's essentially, it's the, um, it's the multitude thousands of different parts of us that, um, are present and up for us. And a lot of these parts we can really identify with a lot. Like um, I have a very mean, judgy, inner critic part. Um, there's, you know, there's a part of me that, that um, really loves ice cream too, to be real, you know? Um, but what we know now is that, especially when we're dating, um, the part that may be like super, super excited about something and then it fizzles, it may not actually be your true self that is like attached or getting attached or attracted. Maybe just a wounded part uh, um, that is going after maybe somebody emotionally unavailable. Does that make sense? Yeah, or what about like, <laughs> would, a, would a wounded part, so this has got me thinking, uh, you know, cause I, I just think about all the people I talk to and work with and stuff like that. And so it's say true. somebody went through trauma and you know, maybe it was child. We all do, by the way. Always. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, but enough to where it's like affecting them on their decisions. And maybe, I guess we all do that too. But, um, and so they go through this trauma. And so they pick somebody that is like very affectionate next. So they've gone through relationships where they haven't had affection. They've been physically or mentally abused, you know, such, mm-hmm. such. and so they meet somebody that is extremely loving and affectionate. And, you know, like the hug, they like the, you know, kiss, they're, you know, romantic, they do all those things. Um, but that's not really how that person is. The, the one that is, went through the trauma, they were just hurt. And so that felt good. Um, does that sometimes happen? Because then you end up with this person that, like, because maybe you're more of an introvert and you're not someone that is like a big PDA person or big, like, you know, like to be touched all the time or you know, wants to be hugged or kissed or something, you know, you're a little bit more like, okay, like that's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had that hurt. So that's what initially attracted that person. So you're going to love that person because they're giving that love. Cause you, I was just thinking about what you said where, you know, trauma stops love, but love heals trauma. Mm-hmm. And that's like healing their trauma, but yeah. that's not really the type of person they would want to be with. Like, had they not had that, they would rather be someone that's like a little bit more, okay, we can sit on our separate sides of the couch like we can be, we don't have to hold hands every second or we don't have to, you know, mm. things like that. Yeah. So a couple of things with that. Um, one is that I like to say that intimacy is a privilege. Okay. So it's, a, it's a privilege that comes with time. It's a privilege that comes with consistency. And a lot of times in dating, at least with the people that I work with, um, we don't really give ourselves enough time to set boundaries, set dating boundaries, um, you know, speak up to what, if we're a woman, like speak up to what we want, like our needs and desires, um, you know, have very, um, yeah, like specific dating boundaries about like what you're comfortable with, right? It's just like a lot of times like, oh, you know, like one of the, the archetypes is a chill woman and she's okay with like a man that just says, oh, let's just hang out and chill. Right. And, and, but in reality, that's not what she wants. She wants like a long, she wants a long-term committed relationship. Right. But she accepts that because she wants connection. So a couple like intimacy is a privilege. Um, A lot of women are like, we've been told, or we think that, that 
Um, and this is in personal development too, like 100% truth and 100% honesty. Um, I say in you know a healthy, differentiated, committed relationship is not at the beginning, <laughs> right? Okay. Because vulnerability and intimacy is awesome. Like it feels good. It feels good to be intimate and connected to someone, especially of the opposite sex. And I'll get to that, what you're, what you're saying too about the trauma and love. But if with the wrong person, with the wrong person, it does not feel good, right? With the wrong person, it's like oversharing or something like that, or um, 100% honesty at the very beginning. It could be very detrimental because what it is, it's a reach out for connection. It's a reach out instead of like just, you know, you know, being who you are. And I'm not saying like, let me just say to you, these are not tips and tricks. Like, okay. don't just be like, just don't just go and be like, well, Lily said she needed to do that. But this is real because women, a lot of women will overshare to try to, to, to get connection. And then that the woman gets connected, right? Because she feels like, oh, she's being so vulnerable and so honest, but did he earn that? You know, it, it can he hold your vulnerability? You will never know that until like time goes by, if he's consistent with you, um, you know, all of those things. Um, and what you're saying too is the trauma blocks love and love heals trauma. All of us know, men and women know at a deeper level that love, like intimate, real love is going to heal something inside of us. It's going to bring out something inside of us that no one else can touch, not us, not family, not friends. There's a, a, a really, really deep connection when you're in this, this epic love, magnetic love, extraordinary love relationship. And a part of us knows that, right? And that's where the, the love heals trauma comes in. But the first part, trauma blocks love, trauma will attract us to the wrong types of people and then we automatically move into the second half, which is love heals trauma without that gap in between. Like nobody talks about that gap. Nobody talks about how hard it is, you know, to find the right person or how hard it is to like, to maybe not sleep with them until a certain amount of time or how hard it is to set dating boundaries and stick with them or like to have, to be triggered and to have this like like repair, um, rupture and repair thing happening. No one talks about this stuff. So there is a gap in between there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but I totally get like how we miss that, mm. you know, how we just kind of go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's do this. We've, we've been going for a little while now. Um, what's the best way for someone? Cause I, if their mind is rolling like mine, we're like, okay, and just interested. I want to know more or, they might be going through this and really seeking like, I need to change or I need to, mm. you know, I want to, I'm at this step and I feel like I want to get in touch with her. How, how do they, what's the best way to reach out to you? Yeah. And thank you for this conversation. Definitely went into places I didn't know we were going. And yeah. I love that. It's great questions. Um, I have a, a gift for your listeners that I don't offer. It's exclusive. I don't offer it anywhere else, um, but it's the love method for finding epic love workbook. It's a workbook that I created. Um, and it takes you through step-by-step through my love method to start to um, become aware of these things that we're talking about and personalize it to you and give you a a roadmap and a little bit of a guideline into what your next steps are. Um, So that's at findepiclove.com. Okay. So findepiclove.com. I'll put the link right to it. um, So that way it's easy, easy to get to. And just to kind of wrap it up and give people like, you know, some, you know, here is like my advice. Here's if I could give, mm-hmm. like, leave somebody with something, you know, what would yes. that be? What would you want to say to someone? We'll, we'll be specific. Someone that is ready to go back into the dating pool. They um, like, they're ready. Mm. You know, but what advice besides reaching out to you? What advice do you, do you give somebody? Yeah, there is you know, I was talking about like, you know, we're on the positive mindset podcast, right? Yeah. Um, and there is so much positive. There is a lot of love out there to give. I think one of the last things that I had to heal personally was this idea of like scarcity, like there are no good men left or like um, they're all taken or what have you. And if that is you, I see you, I hear you. 
everything that I talk about, I've been through this path. And the opportunity that we have is to make different choices. Um, you heard the, the place that, um, you know, I had to get to, to even discover that, but no matter if we, if you are in that depth, or if you just want better, want the both and, and instead of just the, the either, or like what we were talking about is it's absolutely possible, absolutely possible. Um, and, you know, I always like to say too, that you are not your patterns. You are not your patterns. Um, you may have patterns, but you are not them and you are not broken. You are not wrong. You're perfectly and perfectly made and you're amazing. And you're authentic. And I think what the opportunity is, is to, again, like to have a fulfilling life, to have fulfilling relationships. Um, epic, I like to call it epic, extra, extraordinary magnetic love. Um, I always strive to be the magnetic woman and the magnetic woman is the woman that, um, she knows who she is and what she wants, right? She, it's bigger than the law of attraction. It's like a lightning, lightning rod to the most beautiful, ecstatic love that, um, I don't know. It's just, it's amazing. And it's possible for every woman. It's like, you know, regardless of time, regardless of money, regardless of, um, all the things that you've already checked off, you know, on your list. I know I'm seeing you, but yes, <laughs> it is absolutely possible. And um, there's, there are good men out there. Trust me. I know I've been there. And women. There's good women out there. Yeah, too. and women. <laughs> there you go. There's yeah. good people out there. We'll open up. Yeah. Good Plug. Beat. Good beat. Plug. Um, yeah. For sure. I, I really have enjoyed this conversation and there's so many things. Like I go back and listen to all of them when I have a guest on, but this is going to be one that I'm really going to enjoy. Like I'm going to go back with the intent to study. So I just really like this and I know I could keep going, but that one piece you talked about, you know, you're not your patterns. I'm going to, the episode tomorrow, I'm going to do an episode on that because that resonated with me. Um, You know, you are not your patterns. I think it'll resonate um, with everybody, but this has been great. If you are thinking about checking out the workbook, definitely do it. You know, I I always appreciate everybody that comes on and, uh, you know, of course I say good things and stuff, but Lily has amazing energy. And I say that just with truth, you know, I can just feel it talking to her. And I think if you are someone that like is resonating with what she's saying, it's not coincidence. It's not chance. It's not just because you enjoy the show. It's because it's probably a good opportunity to dive in deeper to what she does and all her, you know, world of things. So um, Lily, I appreciate you so much for coming on. Um, Thank you for being here. Thank you. It was amazing. How did time go by so quickly? (laughs) It it did. I kept looking at the clock, but thank you so much, Um, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day and I can't wait to talk to you next time.